Ladies and gentlemen, the commercial Super Christmas Special. Twas the show before Christmas, and on our little pod, Chrismahana Kwanadan Cheer is gonna rock you in the bod. With Ken in his kerchief and Dave in his cap, they'll sing holiday songs, cause neither can rap. A guest on our show, though, can rap, I must say. His name, Andrew Singer, a.k.a. The Wizard, so say. Meanwhile, we'll have a special version of fun with Google Voice. And a lucky listener will win their very own Rolls Royce. Okay, we lied about that last part. We just don't have the money. But we will do our best to bring the gift of funny. So sit back, relax, be you any religion, creed, or race. For the commercial's free podcast is bringing holiday cheer all up in your face. Studio 6C and the mean streets of Brooklyn, New York. This is the commercials free podcast on the commercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. My name is Dave T. Koenig. And this is Ken Pond. And this is a very special edition of the commercials free podcast. Is it not, my friend Ken? <laughs> it is the specialist as they come. And why is that, Ken? Because it is the season. That's correct. And not just any season, Dave. Absolutely not, Ken. It's a season for Catholics to celebrate. Catholics. Jews. Jews. Other religious people. Other religious people. Yes. People of different ethnic cultures. Yeah. Anyone can really get into it. It's that time of year where we look past our petty differences, look one another in the eye and say, hey, we're all in this together. That's right. That's it's, right, Dave. Some might say it's the Christmas spirit. Some might say it's the Hanukkah stuff, or the Kwanzaa blanket of hope. Call it what you will, this is the best time of the year, and we're here to celebrate it with you. The members of the Commercials Free Podcast listening community. That is correct. So, uh, And you know, it's a happy time of year. I don't know about, if you know, I, some, for some people it's not happy. But That's it's a happy true. time yes. of me for me because I've been drunk for since December first mm -hmm. because it's the time. It's like there's no other time to be drunk every day. Oh no, absolutely not. No, and, I mean and when the officer walking the beat stops you and says, "Young man, if you've been drinking again, it's been the first day in a row I've caught you drinking." Yeah, the Irish say, cop who's uh, yeah, all the over New York City. Yeah, Irish yeah. cop. I say, "Come on, man, it's the holidays," and he says, "Oh, you're right. Let me have a nip of what you're having." Right. So you give a little nip to this Irish police officer mm -hmm. who's very stereotypical. Yeah, from a from a jug that I've seen you carry that has XXX on the bottle, <laughs> and he goes along his merry way, swinging his billy club and taking yes. an apple for free from the guy at the exactly. fruit stand. Exactly, he runs the damn town. And isn't that what this time of year is all about? Tradition, tradition, and stereotypes. You know, 
just the other day, I was walking down, you know, past Macy's, past all the street decorations. Which, you know, this is the time of this year to go time down year to Fifth do Avenue it. and 34th Street. And yeah. those places are decorated to the nines for the holidays. Yeah, it is the time. It is the season for tin tenabulation. Are you familiar with that? Tin tenabulation, Ken. Why don't you tell me what tin tenabulation is? Uh, I'm not making it up. Tin tenabulation is the ringing or sounding of bells. So this is the season for tintinabulation. You it's better believe it. Tintinabulating. But as I was walking down this this beautiful stretch, I saw another stereotype. Oh, uh, what's that? It was the the uh, misanthropic uh, uh, Santa Claus imitator. Oh, oh, the, the one who uh, just gives from the heart. To no end. Drinks from the heart. Yeah, Drinks from the heart. Rude, and you could tell he hates his life, and he's out there ringing that bell, and he's saying ho ho ho. But what he's really saying is kill me. Yeah, he's with, dead inside. With brandy. Yeah, yeah. kill me with brandy. So yeah. you hand him a jug that you carry around with you. I've seen it with right. XXX with three on the X's bottle. On yeah. It. yeah. Oh, it's a it's a great time to relive the the classic Rockwellian stereotypes. Yeah, I mean if you're not. Uh, really going to take time to, to appreciate the past history of our culture, no matter what culture that might be. Right. Uh, if you're not going to do it now, I mean, when are you going to do it? You're never going to do it. Absolutely right. You may say you will. You may say, you know, my resolution this year is next year to be more spirited right. on the holidays. But right. you won't. No, you won't. So just start right. now. Because you have a past history of not being Christmassy. You know, extrapolating that forward, what makes us think you're going to ha- have Christmas spirit next year? Yeah, you know no, what I'm talking no, about. No, you start holding back on your Christmas spirit, you're 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 going to find yourself in a in a deficit of Christmasness or Hanukkahness or Kwanzaaness or yeah. Ramadanness, even though it's not really that time of year. Uh, you're going to find yourself in a in a hole you can't really climb out of. That's right. No. That's right. I mean, in reality, there is no. Uh, uh, Scrooge-like visit from 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 specters who will tell you no. how to be Christmassy. You know, Charles Dickens said the character of Ebenezer Scrooge. He always found him to be as bad as he was, the most fortunate character. Because who has that kind of fire under the ass to shape up? Absolutely not. You, yeah, yeah. If three ghosts visited me tonight, uh-huh. the first ghost would scare the piss out of me. You, Enough yeah. to be like, look. I'll quit smoking and womanizing. Just please don't send the other ghosts and let me have a, a restful night's sleep. Yeah, no. I, all I, it would take was one ghost, not even a full ghost. And it, you know, a it quarter would, of a ghost. That's true. And it's the first ghost, mind you, mm-hmm. Jacob Marley and Ebenezer Scrooge's uh, yes. uh, story. But in your story, this would be somebody from your past who has died and suddenly shows up at your door. Right. It's someone I was close with. Yeah, yeah. And they warned me, you know. Um, you know, I don't like how in the Charles Dickens classic, Ebenezer is kind of like, look, ghost, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, he's kind of a tough guy yeah, about him. You yeah, you know, fine, send your ghosts. Yeah, um, yeah. I would be like, look, dude, whatever I have to say or do to get myself out of this situation as soon as possible mm-hmm. is what I'm going to say. A Christmas Carol with me as Ebenezer Scrooge would be 15 pages long. Yeah, it would sort It'd of be, be like, like from uh, then on, Ken did whatever he was told. Right, yeah, yeah, you would be acquiescing like you were held up in a bank and you had the keys to the vault. Exactly. Yeah, I would be like, roll over. And you, there would be no resistance from you. I would also get some proceeds from Ghost Hunters. I'd probably have them over here. You know, in yeah. that time, in that time, 
they didn't have ghost hunters like they do on sci-fi. No, no, they didn't even but have sci-fi back then. If they did, yeah. that would be so awesome. If interwoven into the story of Charles Dickens was ghost hunters standing around with equipment ah. and saying things like, Wait, did, you, did, you, did you hear that? Yeah, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I think I heard something go I heard here. something, yeah. Yeah, there was something in the corner. Yeah, I think yeah. Was... I thought, well, did we get that on recording? Okay, recording? Yeah. Oh, we didn't get the recording. Oh, I'm so oh, freaked recording. out, though. Oh, I'm so yeah, freaked no, out. I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared. man, this Wait, is scary. Wait, hold on, dude. Something just brushed my... All right, I got to tell you guys what just happened. Something just brushed by my leg. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, even Ebenezer Scrooge is like, are you kidding me? They're right in front of you. They're right here. Their presence couldn't be more clear. They're actually speaking to me. Right, right. I really think that the ghost hunters would be in over their heads at that point. I think, you know, especially being in a in a uh, Dickensian setting. Right. Where and they would you, have no electricity. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. They would have to be time travelers. But do you know how they sit the clients down on that ghost hunter show? Yeah. And tell them this is what we found? The Christmas Christmas show of, on TV, mind you. Ghost hunters. Yes, ghost yeah. hunters. Yeah. Uh, they sit them um, down. They sit them down. And they, they say, all right, look, this is we found some sounds. Can you imagine them sitting down with Ebenezer being like, yeah, um, we just wanted to sit down with you and tell you some of the things we found. <laughs> um, we heard. Um, so wait, let's uh, let's maybe do a little bit of a teleplay, a little radio theater, we, if you radio will. Radio theater. Yeah. I will be playing the part of Ebenezer Scrooge and Ken will be, be playing be the, the part. the head ghost hunter. The head ghost hunter. Here we go. And scene. Scene. Well, uh, okay, Mr. Scrooge. Yes. Uh, uh, we, uh, by the way, thank you for having us here. Uh, I, it's not like I had a choice. I have spirits in my room. No, I understand. Listen, I've, we've seen a lot of this. This can be really scary, very upsetting. You better believe. I know. I, I understand how you feel. It can be scary, but we want you to know we're going we're gonna to help you out as much as can. We've already collected some data for you. So. What is data? Um, data. I don't understand that word. I uh, okay, that's all right. Well, basically, I know numbers. Well, okay. Well, we're going. It, it's kind of like numbers. It's hard to explain. You're about two hundred years behind technology. But uh, what's technology? Um. Well, you know how you use a stick to stir your oatmeal in the morning. Yes. Imagine a stick that could stir the oatmeal for you. Blasphemy! No, it's not technology. only have I been visited by spirits, I have a, a disciple of Satan. Satan. Um, Mr. Scrooge, I'm almost positive that you live in the age of reason. Uh, I'm not concerned. But I'm an unreasonable man. That's the nature of Ebenezer Scrooge. Just ask Bob Cratchit. No, he's just greedy to the point of being completely insensitive. I'm irrational. Very well. Are you? Interested? I don't understand why Bob Cratchit doesn't want to work on Christmas. You don't care. You're not trying to understand. You simply don't care. This is what you don't understand, Mr. Ghost Hunter. I'm nefarious. I'm sick in the head. I killed Bob Cratchit. (gasps) What? I didn't say anything. You killed Bob Cratchit. You know that kid has like eight kids and one of them's a cripple? You killed him? Did I say Bob Cratchit? You sure as hell did. I bet Jacob Marley. (gasps) Oh my God! You killed that ghost too. I mean, wait, no, he was—he wasn't a ghost. Not yet. But now he is because you killed him. I also killed Pip from Great Expectations. <laughs> and scene. So I we like found out the real meaning the of Christmas. Character of Ebenezer Scrooge was able to transcend novels. Yeah, well, I mean, he stayed within the Dickensian universe, but still, yeah, still, yeah. he, you know. 
Very nice. Well, you, you do know. a very good crotchety old man. I do a very crotchety old man. Uh, Congratulations. On uh, that. Uh, thank you very much. I'm putting that on my resume today. So we are enjoying the Christmas spirit here. This is the commercials free Christmas spectacular podcast. Bang zoom, bang, bang zoom. And uh, well, you know, this time of year, I mean, Kent, what 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 are some of the traditions you have enjoyed throughout the years? Like what 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 things to do exemplify Christmas for you? AM radio, listening to the sound of AM radio on a day that feels like there's snow in the air. Interesting. Yeah, that personifies Christmas for what, me. What on AM radio? You know that crackly sound of AM radio. It's very... Uh, Trying to tune in Christmas songs. Yeah. yeah, I was just talking about this over the weekend. Like, when we were kids, like, you really... When you heard a Christmas song, especially... Because my, my wife and I were talking about um, uh, the David Bowie-Bing Crosby duet. Uh, the little drummer boy. And, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace on Earth. Uh, we We <coughs> heard that on the radio, and I was thinking, like, man, when I was young, I sat by the radio for hours waiting for that to come on mm-hmm. because when it came on it was a big deal because no radio stations did 24 hour Christmas music that's right that was an that was an insane Unheard thought of, when yeah. it started yeah. so when you heard when I heard that song I may have heard it maybe twice maybe three times a season so it was mm-hmm. incredibly special when you heard that and and I remember sitting by the stereo you know trying Tuning to tune in arms, whatever yeah. sounded like it might have some Christmas music but nowadays, it's you can't get away from it. <clears throat> if you want to find every Christmas song ever published between 1900 and 2000, mm-hmm. you could do so in August in one day. I think yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I think they start playing 24 hours of Christmas. <coughs> so the just no- about August. The novelty of Christmas is is becomes very much uh, blurred. Yeah, in yeah. that. Uh, I don't need to wait for Christmas to watch this. I can just buy this uh, or rent this from Netflix. Or Another know. good point. A very good point. It used to tick me off when a cable uh, station would play like a Christmas story in June. Because it's like, this doesn't belong now. You watch this when it's getting close to Christmas. It's a warm-up. It's like, exactly. you know, it's, it's uh, like, like, like warming up in the bullpen three days before you're supposed to pitch. Because I know how much you like sports. Yeah, that made me really understand w- w- through that analogy. I would think more it's just like you're on a date and you meet in the bar and introduce each other and you're already taking off your pants. That would be premature. That would be yes. before it was absolutely the appropriate. Right. That's right. sort of like memorizing the role before you've actually gone to the audition. You know, memorizing yes. your lines for the role. Or I would say even more, I would say buying a costume for the role before you even went on the audition. Right, exactly. That would be an example of a premature thing tantamount to playing Christmas music or a Christmas movie in Mm. in July. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, to have sex with redhead women. Again, a very good analogy for the early playing of oh, Christmas Oh, no, that was music. no analogy. That was just a oh. statement. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, here's yeah. what we're doing. You know, I guess that's, that's yeah. just bringing the Christmas spirit Exactly. In every single possible way. So if you're a redhead that happens to be listening, and I don't mean like a dyed redhead. No, it's like know, a natural, I mean, natural born redhead. Ginger. I want you to uh, call call me or us at 347-829-PUNK, uh, P-U-N-K, or 7865. Or please, God, email us at info at thecommercials.tv. And, it's, and uh, yeah, it's appropriate yeah. that you say redhead because, you know, red is such a... 
you know, red big. and green are the colors of the season. Absolutely, unless you're Jewish and then it's blue and white, and I don't think you want any blue or white-haired women. But I could be wrong. It depends on the woman, but generally, no. And this is what's good about Ken. He's very open-minded. I'm flexible. Yeah. I'm flexible. I'm a flexible person. But I have to say, as open-minded as I am, uh-huh. I take every woman on a case-by-case basis. That's that's how life should be. <laughs> yeah. You know, if if, if if there's a way to crystallize, to... to, to uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To To... Draw out the essential elements. What is mm-hmm. that? Uh, distill. To distill. If you were to distill. Refine. Uh, I'm going to stick with distill, Ken. I already got my word. Thanks. <laughs> if you're going to distill the real meaning of the holidays, it's that we're all the same. Right. It's that each of us should be judged by uh, the actions uh, and, 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 and how we live our lives and not necessarily the color of our skin or our culture. So, you, you know, th- th- we're all celebrating life this time of yeah. year. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is the point of this season. And you are celebrating in the best way possible by listening to the commercials free podcast. Yes, it is Christmas up in your spectacular. Face yeah, we're in up a in Christmas our face. place. And so, you know, we don't want to shy away from our normal uh stuff that we do because we think tradition is important. It is. And one of the things we've really enjoyed doing over the last uh, several, uh, actually since the show began, was a little segment we like to call Fun, Fun with, with Google, Google Voice. Voice. It's a hopper and a chopper and a one, two, three. It's Google Voice for you and me. All right, so the idea of Google Voice, or fun with Google Voice, is that we are having fun with Google Voice, and this time in a very Christmassy, holiday way. Ken, please explain the idea of Google Voice. You got it, Dave. I never get tired of this. Google Voice is a free service given to us by the great folks at Google.com. It's basically a phone number that you can route to any phone you want. Uh, people call it and they could leave voicemails. They could leave tests and text messages to it and you could check it online. One of the other cool features is that it has a text or a speech-to-text uh, translation protocol, which when someone leaves a voicemail, uh, a computer interprets what that person says and attempts to write it out in a text form so you could read it in an email or discreetly in a text message on your phone. However, there's one drawback is that this speech-to-text technology leaves much to be desired. The translations are not always so great. Right. The technology is... the basis, the the whole basis of this segment. The crux, if you will. So what we did, uh, as you may already know, we let out our... uh, We let out our phone number to the... Uh, the general public. It's it's an open phone number. You can call 347-829-PUNK, 347-829-7865 for those of you who are alphabetically challenged. Uh-huh. And and you can leave whatever you want on our voicemail. And, and we're going to throw it through the Google Voice process mm-hmm. and find out what happens. This exactly. Is, this, is how the, this is how the bit works. And uh, we've gotten several Christmas-related voicemails. That's right. So we figured, to, when, when better than now? Let's run them. The show before Christmas. Right, being so, the super Christmas show. Right, so here's the first one that was left on our voicemail. Here we go. Hello? Is this the North Pole operator? I really want to talk to the North Pole operator. I'm very, I'm very fucked up. I'm very fucked up. <laughs> Because I don't know if Santa Claus is real or not real. Because 
when I was 11. I came down from my bedroom and I saw my mother making out with Santa Claus. Mm. Mm. And I screamed for my father. And my father pulled the beard down from Santa Claus and it was my father necking with my mother right there by the cookies that I laid out. So I don't know. Is Santa Claus my father? It's really getting to me. I don't think I can take it anymore. Mm. It's, it's getting to me. It's driving me crazy. It's making me... I've shown everything that I believe in. Everything that I think that I am. Is my father Santa Claus? Or is there no Santa Claus? And my father was just pretending to be something that's not real. Oh God, please help me. Please. <laughs> oh my so God. So that's the voicemail that was left on our box. I by have to tell you... I that is the first Google message without the translation that I have literally cried at. <laughs> you are tearing that up. That was brilliant. You know, we, we don't know who that was. Uh, they oh. didn't identify themselves. And What a talented individual. Unless he's not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, yeah, there's also a either, possibility he's that either, he's just we're, very disturbed. We're either in a lot of trouble or he's extremely crafted. Here's how we're not in trouble, and I'll explain. As I was listening to that, I was like, hey, that's... That almost sounds like something we would do later on in the show during <laughs> Ask the Experts. Yeah. So what we're going to do for this one is we're going to read the transcript of that voicemail message as interpreted by Google Voice. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to actually answer the question for him. Let's answer it. All right. So first of all, uh, I'm going to read the transcript. And I'm not making this up. This is the, the exact transcript that is given to us by Google Voice. And Ken in a Christmassy, Christmassy way that only he can provide, will be playing some backup for us. And, right. and even maybe humming a little in the background for this one. If that's what you want, Dave, that's what you get. That would make my Christmas season complete. My wish is your command. That's what there I thought. Yeah. Hello? This is Mournful Operator. I really want to talk to the North Pole. Operator, I'm sorry. I'm very up. I'm dury up because I don't know. Santa Claus, Israel. I'm not reading because when I was 11, I came down from my bedroom and I saw my mobile making out with Santa Claus. And I screamed for my father and my father pulls of it down from Santa Claus and it was my father naked in with my mother. My dad liked the cookies and I laid out. So why? Don't know. He said to call. It's my father. It's really getting to me. Hi. How are they can't take it anymore? Hey, hey, mate. Thanks a lot of a crazy hay. It's me, Lee High. This is everything. Gahuli, just kind of thing that I think that I am. Hey, the this is a call us or send us, and I hope that my father was just sitting there for his Sarajevo great news. <laughs> the end. 
Sarajevo good news? Well, the Sarajevo great news for you, my friend. There is no such thing as Sarajevo good news. Not since the split, you know, not since uh, the old breakup of the old uh, block there. I don't know what I'm talking about. So, I mean, obviously, this guy... The the inner uh, meaning, the uh, the meta message, if you will, it's very serious because you've got some issues here. Right, uh, you know, like he wants to know he pulls of it down from Santa. I mean, pulls of it down indeed. Yeah, uh, there was another one in there. Dury up, <laughs> dury up. Yeah, and well, there actually well, there galu gahuli. Yes. just kind of thing. Gahuli, just kind of thing. Yeah. So, nice. my friend, uh, I do have some Sarajevo great news. We are going to put the final uh, statement out there about the mm-hmm. existence of Santa Claus. That's right. Later on in Ask the Experts. So right. So hang on there. Hang on friends. there. We know, yeah, you're, I know you're at the edge. Yeah, you're on the know, edge. But you're going to be all right. Yeah, you're going to be fine because once you hear what we have to say later in the show, I think you're going to have all the answers you could ever possibly need. And more. And more, actually, because that's how much we're giving in this show. So what else we got, Dave? Oh, we got a, we got plenty more. I mean, that's just one. Do us we're, another. This is a Christmas special, so yeah. we're giving more than you bargained for. Right, we're, we're going to we give plenty. you for twice the price. It's twice as nice. That's right. Um, By the way, free times two is still free. Is that's that what you true. were about to say? No, you gave I was, me this look like, no, excuse no, you me. Gave, oh, you gave me a, a memory of something, and and I'll have to, because it would, it would. Is it NFA or? No, it's 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 FA. It just We have to see if we can dig it out of the A for archive to uh, see if we can throw it in the show before we're done, uh, oh, because okay, I think I it's very appropriate, but I won't spoil it. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, we're going to have to find it now, because I've totally, like, you know, People are going to want it now. I set it up. Yeah. Ooh, I've created a buzz. You have. Yeah, okay. So here's the next message, Christmas-related, left on the Google voice box of the commercials. Once again, that number is 347-829-PUNK or 347-829-7685. And if you want to call, contribute, think of something to leave us, you know, ask us questions or what have you, that is the number to call and that is the number we will use on this section of the show We've called Fun with Google Voice. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think we're getting rid of it because it's free. Yeah. All right. So here's the second message that we're going to uh, offer to you for Christmas. Okay, that's the second voicemail message. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, the only word that I think I made out was mm-hmm. candy. Oh, you know what, Ken? I think this time Google Voice has you beat. Really? Google Voice has actually understood that that wow. was uh you know that was a that was a, a, a call left for santa uh-huh. by uh, a one year and uh, not even five month old child Amazing. as i've come to understand <laughs> rumor has it <laughs> you know Completely a lot anonymous about, you know, yeah, yeah you know a lot about this anonymous yeah I, that this that it, the one year and almost five month girl who I actually know where she lives. Uh, coincidentally, me. wait. By the way, she doesn't happen to have some of your genetic material. About half. 
half? Well, half of her, you know, roughly. All right, Dave. Well, you know, it is the holiday season. I think this is a good time to tell you you're a father. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, that's your daughter you're referring to. Merry Christmas, Dave. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah, Dave. Yeah, good going. That well, that, it, well, that was my daughter. She got a hold of my iPhone and started hitting buttons, and uh, she was able to leave us a voicemail message. That's but amazing. This is literally what Google Let's Voice. Let's see how much Google had to say about it. Google Voice, this is, this is what that little girl... Uh, Caroline was saying to Google Voice, and it's magical how they know this. Okay. And Ken, take it away. Hey! The here. Hey! Yeah! Hello, company now. Hey! I'm going out of her. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. I am, and we are. Hi. I'm going to cut, and then I need to be waiting, honey. And then, hey, I am hi. <laughs> and that's it. But wow, there was there was my my little girl can talk. I she just also, didn't know it. Uh, she, there was a lot of haze in there. Hey. She, well, yeah, I mean, hey. she, she is only just, you know. Right. She's not even a year and a half old. So, I mean, you're going to find a lot of haze in what she said. Mm. But what I think is also amazing to find out about my own daughter, besides the fact that I have one, uh, is that she's a philosopher. Is she? Yeah, I mean, she said, and, and I think this is a, one of the most transcendental things a, a young child of less than a year and a half has ever said. <coughs> I am, and we are. She's well beyond her years. Well beyond her years. She she is familiar with the ghost in the machine concept. Yeah. She basically just tore up everything Nietzsche ever said. Absolutely. Uh, kicker guard, really. I mean, yeah, stuff. we're going yeah. back to Plato with, you know. Yeah, and er, not Plato. Cogito ergo sum here. And not Plato, like the... Dough you play no, no, Plato, Plato, and not Pluto, the dog from uh, the from, Mickey Mouse, from uh, Mickey cartoons. Mouse cartoons, and yeah. not Goofy, obviously, because he was a totally different dog who had, you know, anthropomorphic uh, qualities that that he Pluto did pants. Yeah, I don't quite know that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that is uh, Google voicemail number two, and we have one more for you, and um, you may recognize the voice, but I'm not sure. Okay. You're lighting up in front of me. I can't believe it. I, I need it so bad. It's the holidays. It's Dave. the holidays. Yeah, but oh man, if I start coughing, well, you tell me because I'll I'll blow it the other way, so you know you don't have to deal. with Yeah, it. you know we're not in a professional studio because obviously you know. Oh my god, someone's yeah. smoking. Well, Ken, can't you read the no smoking sign above the on-air light? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So anyway, here is fun with Google voicemail number three for the Please. holidays. Here we go. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Ice please. And there were in the same country shepherds, fighting in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. 
she'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, and go toward men. That's what this was all about, Charlie Brown. Wow. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. The religious cult that was the Peanuts. Yeah, Charles Schultz, you know, he was he was a great cartoonist. And, you know, he never failed to, you know, really get to the heart of what Christmas is for most of us. That's true. That is true. But, you know, they didn't mention presents or, any, or drinking in any of that. No, no. So I think they're leaving some stuff out, but... Well, you know, open yeah. to interpretation, of course. You know, right. we don't want to lead anybody to any particular conclusion about the meaning of Christmas. But Linus, I think, had some sage words and, and very, very uh, powerful words, I think. Yeah. I mean, that thing is still on the air after those all these are some, years. Those are some strong, rough things for a kid to say. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. But guess what? Linus, as interpreted by Google Voice... Uh-oh. Well, that takes it to a whole I level. I smell comedy. I, 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 I smell... Uh, a lawsuit coming if uh, anybody finds out we did this. I know, right? I yeah. So anyway, I would, what I need uh, from our good friend Ken Pond, the yes. uh, yeah, the expert pianist mm-hmm. Ken Pond, is a little bit of background music, so uh, we can it. find out what Linus said as interpreted by Google Voice. And let's start it off with a bouncy C. Hey, man. I'm gonna Christmases. Oh, hey, the. How are you going on? And I can try it was Christmas compound. Hi, this is Lewis in January, and I think I'd appreciate it. By that you keep, you want to know if it's not hiring. Hello, is this going well? I can. I'm going to work so long as well. May we fill things, getting to fountain pens game. I'll be home with loving you kind of been feeling. She'll be talking, or are you waiting for you gave me if you need to? 888. Hi, Lori. Hey. The. It's email. Yes, my name is a better plan because Lang Innovator. You can leave a legacy truck into going to have me. I was praying to God your pain or you got a high. I repeat the appointment. I think this is, so I'll try high. Linus, as interpreted by Fun with Google Voice. Give me some of your favorites. Oh, there's plenty there. I mean, I was praying to God your pain. I didn't remember Linus saying anything about hoping. you got a high. Well, yeah, I got a high, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember Linus wishing pain on anybody in that little speech, but apparently it was there. Right. Uh, you know, I can try it was Christmas compound. Christmas compound. Yeah. That's that's Christmas when it's combined with other holidays. That's right. That's how it was I, in my family. Yeah, yeah, a Christmas compound. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. My dad's birthday mm-hmm. uh, uh, came on the 18th, yeah. and then... Uh, we also uh, celebrated Hanukkah because my dad was raised in a Jewish family and my mom was raised in a Catholic family. So we celebrated Christmas and we just had like that entire month was just intense celebrating of family and love and and appreciation for the religions that my parents grew up with and appreciation for all 
religions and the holidays therein. That sounds pretty lame. Wow, Ken, you just destroyed my childhood. <laughs> you want to take that back? Uh, I'll think about it. All right. In the meantime, we are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we have a special guest lined up. A super special guest. Yeah, we actually we, we didn't even talk about it in the beginning because we have had so much, and this yeah. is a big deal. We have Andrew Singer coming on the show, a.k.a. AKA. So Say the Elemental Wizard, rap sensation, writer, producer, comedian. He does it all, Ken. That's right. And uh, Big fan. We're really looking forward to finding out a little bit more about the man named as So Say. So stick around. You are listening to the Commercials Free Podcast on the Commercials.tv and Ken. And the magic of iTunes. Here we go. And we'll be right back. We will. Do you ever wish you could swim? Swim like the fish in the sea. Or fly like the eagles in the sky. Or dig like some kind of dirt-digging person. Spiral your way into the hearts of man like a spiraling, heart-stealing thing. Or go skiing on a mountain when the air is nice and crisp. Or write an essay about the value of different kinds of cheese. Or take the cheese you're writing the essays about Digest the cheese, excrete the cheese, re-eat the cheese, and tell all your friends about that. We want you to advertise on the Commercials Free Podcast. All you need to do is send an email to info at thecommercials.tv. We'll take it from there. Let's just put it this way. If you don't do it, we'll be really pissed off. Stylings of Andrew Singer, a.k.a. Sose, the Elemental Wizard. Indeed. This is the Commercials Free Podcast on www.thecommercials.tv and the magic of iTunes. And uh, we are thrilled to uh, welcome to the show Sose, the Elemental Wizard. Are you with us? There he is. Welcome to the Commercials Free Podcast. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if other people say it, but it sounds like you're saying it's a commercial-free podcast. Isn't that well? That's that's why we kind of went with because right. we thought maybe people would be like, "Ooh, I don't have to pay for it, and there won't be commercials." But guess what? There's commercials. There's commercials. So screw you, <laughs> up yours, <laughs> listeners. Bait and switch. That's right. But that's only because they didn't read the fine print. That's right. AKA the S after the commercials. Right. Right. So. <laughs> Tell us about uh, your you you go by Andrew Singer in some regards and and by so say the elemental wizard. Where does so say the elemental wizard come from? Tell tell us the history of that name or that persona or or however you want well, to put I it. I am the uh, the, the level twenty seven hip hop spellcaster, <laughs> which means I've been in the game. I started out at level one, but I built up experience points and. Uh, you know, so I'm not quite level 99, but you know I'm getting there. 
day by day. I'm trying hard. Nice. I really like role-playing games and the elements, especially fire, you know, because the hotness. <laughs> well, then how come you didn't name yourself the Fire Wizard? Well, I don't like to restrict myself to fire. Oh, you know, there you go. You can't let down, you know, don't discount earth or water or wind. That's true. So would you say you're poly-elemental? Yes. Okay. You could definitely say I'm poly-elemental. That's awesome. I we, really respect that. You are the master of all things. And, and in fact, your, uh, your most recent album is called The Master of Fine Arts, which uh, yeah. you can download at digstation.com. You can also visit... Uh, so say the Elemental Wizard at GreatHipHop.com Now, you've been That's doing this true. for how long? Um, well, I started Here, this way, guys I started, um I started when I was four wow. Playing violin And I started the hip-hop in junior high school Okay So I've been doing it for around, like, 15 years The rapping And then I've been doing it for about six or seven years in New York City. That's awesome. So. Now, what, what we, we just heard a little bit of your song, The Master, and uh, do, where, do, where do the beats come from? Where do the, the hooks come from? Do you make those up? I produce all the music myself. I'm a producer, and uh, if you've seen any of my comedy videos, I produce all the music for those as well. And I've even produced music for other musicians and comedians and rappers and it's a little driving side business. So you're nice. all over the place. You are multimedia as well as multi-elemental. <laughs> I'm, I'm polymedia. You're polymedia <laughs> elemental. So uh, um, you, you uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think after as long as I've known you, but you, uh, you uh, present yourself as a gay rapper. Is that, that correct? Is that accurate? Yes. So I'm the Jewish gay white MC. You are the Jewish gay white MC, and more power to you. Uh, oh, what about rap music in the beginning interested you? Was it all of the positive imagery about homosexuals <laughs> in rap music? <laughs> How did you even? That was yes. I was like, if there's one thing I like about hip hop music, it's the positive homosexual vibe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's funny because I can. I can see Jew and gay being together, mm -hmm. but Jew, gay, and rapper—that's uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> was 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 rap something that was was you were drawn to from the beginning, or or? Absolutely. Well, even when I was a kid, like in elementary school, I listened to this one song, uh, and I just I couldn't get enough of it. It was just so angry, and it was called Freedom of Speech by Above the Law, and it was all about just like how the man is holding him down, and it made me realize, you know, the man's totally holding me down as well. Mm. So, uh. I don't know which man in particular, but you know. <laughs> as long as he's a catch. <laughs> well, let exactly. me ask you this. What were you, what were you first, a rapper or a gay? Um, I was definitely a rapper first. Okay. My early rap songs were about the ladies. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It was, uh, I even had a band when I was in college called Y-Bomb, and uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You know, we did songs about partying and about, a little bit about, like, politics, 
and they were one of the first people I came out to mm. uh, as the band was kind of like on its last legs. I was like, oh, and I'm gay. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Where was, wow. I mean, what, did you find comfort in that? I mean, since you have decided to make it very clear to the world and, and you are very proud about it, uh, openly gay and, and expressing your music that way, uh, have you found comfort in it or is it, is it made life any more difficult given the fact that, at least in a lot of the hip-hop industry, uh, there's still some negative stereotypes about homosexuals? Yeah, well, to tell the truth... I don't do like a lot of hip hop hip hop shows per se where it's like me and a bunch of like rappers from the streets. Uh, mostly because even if I wasn't gay, I'm still like a white and Jewish and dorky. <laughs> and, you know, people go to hip hop shows because they want to hear like drug dealers and like street thugs talk about life of crime. And I'm not, I'm not here to judge that, but what I am here to say is that if you heard me rapping about drug deals and crime, I mean, you know, I don't think you guys would really believe it. Well, not <laughs> after you told us that you're, you know, a, a fan of role-playing games and, you know, this right, is all based exactly. on Dungeons and Dragons imagery. Yeah. I think you'd have a hard totally. time. I can imagine that being a little bit of a, you know, a, a stumbling block for you getting over with a typical hip-hop crowd. Well, wait, hold on. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's fair. Didn't the, those lovely co- two Columbine boys, weren't they also into Dungeons and Dragons? Well, yeah, I'd hate true. to cast There's, aspersions that uh, anyone can. Jeez. I, I know a guy who is like grew up in Bed-Stuy, which is sort of like the ghetto, and he told me, even when he was a kid, he was on a game show. I don't know if you remember this game show, but like the winner got to run across this room and grab all the video games. And Oh, that's oh, whatever. Yeah, 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 that's, and he was like a total like street rapper, so you know. But, but he did have the bonus of not having grown up in New Hampshire, of like actually having grown up in the hood. So, wow. so what, B, you're, you're from New Hampshire. Yes. And at, growing up, I mean, things have changed in the last, you know, 10 years or so where digital has made everything accessible all the time. But ha, what, what was your exposure to hip hop, rap music in New Hampshire? And, and how did it change once you kind of made your way down to New York? Well, in New Hampshire, I listened to uh, WERS 88.9, The Flavor of the City, uh, on weeknights. Which, uh, and that's uh, <laughs> from Emerson me. College. Oh, okay, sure, and sure. I'm the funny that. thing is that <laughs> on weekends, they would play Chagiga, which is traditional Middle Eastern Jewish music that my parents listened to. So oh, I interesting. For everyone. So, like, and Yiddish? We had in 94.5 out of Boston and. Course MTV Yo MTV Raps. Oh Yo MTV Raps, yeah. That actually used to watch that That every day after school. Yo MTV Raps was like the Christ of rap. It was the bridge (laughs) between white people in the suburbs and rap. It was the only exposure we had. Ken and I grew up in the same town and 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 very suburban in the same neighborhood and the concept of me looking back on myself and, and looking back on Ken because he was he was perhaps even a little dorkier than me, um, and that's that's saying something. No, it's possible. Uh, to the idea of me sitting there watching Cool Mo D and you know the Ed Lover and Dr. Dre every day after school is just kind of funny at this point. But you managed to find acceptance. Now you you're part of I guess what they call the out music scene. Is that the right term for it? Yes. 
So the whole out music movement, and they just actually had the out music awards, mm-hmm. which are going to be rebroadcast on Logo, which is a, a gay channel run by MTV. Okay. And um, when I first moved to New York, I did a lot of the out music open mics, and I was basically one of the only rappers who was in out music. The rest were more like folk singers or hmm. like Rufus Wainwright type. Pop. Mm-hmm. Were like Rufus Wainwright types. Yeah, he actually was in the Out Music Awards a couple of years ago. Which yeah, he's very much out. He's like he's very much so out. So famous though. that it's like, why would he be going for these awards? But, uh, <laughs> but Probably he just being he supportive. Won a couple of them, not surprisingly. Yeah. Well, me, you know, me, uh, I'm straight, and then this friend I had who was bi, and this other ha- uh, friend I had in college who was just a hundred percent gay. We wanted to start a band called the Sexuals. <laughs> Because <laughs> you I covered guess, you all know, the, the angles. Yeah, I, yeah I, I think it's a good idea. It's a good way of bridging the gap between all the different sexualities is have an awesome band with every sexual preference represented. Not, totally. not bad. We'll yeah. have some drag queens and, you know, some exactly. FDMs. We, we were missing a FDMs. lesbian, though. We were totally missing a lesbian. We couldn't find one, so we... I, I think most yeah. people feel that all the time, though. Regardless of whether or not they started last band. night, I was looking for yeah. a lesbian. I was like, "Oh, fresh out!" Yeah, fresh um, out. So, <laughs> by, by the way, I have to buy a pack later. Remind me of. I will remind you. Make sure because they out have there. twenty now in a package. Yeah, it used to be yeah. fifteen. It used to be fifteen, but now there's oh, yeah. t- times they're are good, hard. But there's like a big tax on them. The lesbian tax. Oh, yeah, that's, brand. that's true. Yeah, it's prohibitive in some cases. Budget. Yeah, yeah. And when you first take them out of the package, they're like, "Who are you? You're a creepy guy. Why are you talking to me? And why are you setting my hair on fire? Exactly." Yeah. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) I'm not going to make love to you, baby. I'm going to smoke (laughs) you. At at what point in our in our culture? I mean, is there is there a market you find for uh, out artists? I mean, I mean, of course, there are big name artists, but somebody who is uh, an up and comer. Is there is there an obvious future for somebody or is it still kind of murky? It really depends on how much effort you put into it because I definitely have friends who are gay musicians who tour constantly. Um, like there's this band Scream Club I like to talk about. They're so popular that they relocated in Berlin and now they do European tours. And I think oh, they wow. even sometimes will like, you can hire them to like plan a European tour for you. Wow. Because they have that much like connections and clout and they've been all over the US and Canada. And, uh, you That's know, they're nuts. not millionaires, but they're definitely, like, living off the music, and they produce music for other people. And there's a, uh, definitely, like, uh, Catastrophe does that, and uh, Athens Boys Choir, and a bunch of groups, like, they they tour professionally. And you might never see them on, like, MTV, but you'll probably see them on Logo and a few other. You know, they it's have, funny. you know, thousands of fans. Andrew, it's funny because... When I wanted to be a musician as a kid, and this is total, complete irony, uh, Mm -hmm. my dad was trying to convince me, which, I mean, you know, is somewhat the truth, but not in totality. He was trying to convince me, all musicians are gay. (laughs) Do you want to be gay? Dude, to the point where we were in a restaurant, and he thought the waiter was a little queer. And mm-hmm. his way of checking to see whether or not the guy was queer, he pulled him over and said, excuse me, are you a musician? 
Yeah, and the guy's like, no, why do you ask? And my dad kind of froze and quickly was like, oh, well, your fingers, you look like you might be a violinist. And he's like, no, sir. And, and your so dad my was dad's worried attempt, about Jeez. my dad's attempt to coerce me away from music because I might become a homosexual crashed into pieces at and, that very moment. And in doing so, made it sound like he was trying to pick up the waiter. Exactly. You've got such nice hands. Right. What yeah. you know, it's like he's trying to have a huge roundabout way of seeing whether or not this guy's gay. And then Interesting. A, yeah, and then ends up seeming like he's picking him up. It's just yeah. Yeah, it is well, well I mean is that a end up, did they end up hooking up after that? <laughs> <laughs> if they did, I would never hear about it. <laughs> or the end of it. Yeah, or the end of it. Uh so I mean it, that I mean that kind of brings up a point about the, the previous generation to ours where there's still sort of a knee-jerk reaction uh, to the idea of someone being gay. That I, is, there's not the level of acceptance there is in our generation. Um, yeah. do, I mean, have you encountered that? I mean, you come from New Hampshire, which is a very uh, progressive area of the country in certain ways, but you're also in an area where there's not a lot of ex- there wasn't a lot of exposure to different cultures. I, I'm guessing, uh, knowing yeah. what little of New Hampshire I do. Uh, it, what kind of generational gap did you experience growing up, and and how is it has that changed at all in the last you know several years you've been That's in a New good York? Question a roundabout yeah. well, way, I mean, but yeah. To be honest, I haven't really been in New Hampshire that much recently, besides like to visit my parents, mm-hmm. and like they're super accepting. So. You know, I guess like, that's all that matters. I didn't really know of a lot of gay people when I was growing up. Although I was talking with one of my high school friends, and he said that like. He was younger that there was like an internet and like guys used to drive around to like pick him up somehow. We were at a boarding school, so it was like oh wow, he wasn't with his parents. So uh. like apparently there were gay guys around, but uh, I never knew them because I didn't come out until I was in college. Mm. Um, but that's kind of why I like performing in the comedy scene, where it's like it's not as big of a deal. Like you can pretty much say whatever you want because. Like, hip-hop is, like, so hyper-masculine. Right, right. Yeah, it is. Everyone has to be, like, I have <laughs> sex with 20 women per day. Yeah, but um, I would assume you could be just as masculine and gay at the same time. Like, exactly. Like, I a fucked rappers, this bitch. A lot of rappers, like, have a hard time understanding that, but... Uh, right. But um, in comedians, it's, like, there isn't, like, this much sort of, like, overriding manliness. Oh no! It's just yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a morass of self, uh, you know, like conscious feelings. I think it's exactly just like low self esteem and and tons of self conscious uh, uh, defense mechanisms. So I think exactly. it's, it must be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, like, cause the thing is, like, if I did the real hip hop shows, people would kind of laugh at me. So I'd rather do the comedy shows where it's like good for people to laugh at me. Right? Yeah. Like, but see, oh, that's crap. good because it shows you don't take yourself so seriously. Which is, yeah. you know, which and is I always a good I have a lot of point. serious rapper friends, mm-hmm. and I always try to bring out the goofy side in them, because there's so much serious music out there, and, like, everyone's trying to front like they're hard, but it's like, are you really that hard all the time? Like, yeah, you yeah. Can, nobody can live like yeah. that. Sits back in a jacuzzi going, Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm angry at I'm my... Beat up these bubbles! Up. I'm mad at my socio-political situation. <laughs> 
So you, you <laughs> I think that's how they express it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they're very articulate and erudite <laughs> when you're not, you know, when they're not on the mic. Um, exactly. uh, you've done comedy shows as So Say, and you've also branched out into doing uh, 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 straight out stand up. And I don't mean straight in 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 you know non musical stand up. Right, non musical stand up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us how that differs from your your rap career. Um, it's been so much fun. I've done it like, I don't know, almost 10 times now. I even did it, uh, uh, two nights ago I was in Jersey City at the, the Lamp Post. And, uh, it's really fun because I've kind of always wanted to do stand-up, but I've been like really scared that I might bomb. <laughs> but then like, I've been to so many stand-up shows and people bomb all the time. And I realized like... You know, it's, it's it's like not wanting to ask someone out on a date because you're afraid they might say no or something. Exactly. Right. Everybody's been that's turned a down. Really, and, Andrew, that's a really good analogy. And, and I'll tell you, oh, I, you, having bombed many, many times, you know, it's not the end of the world. So it, it really does uh, make a difference when you say, okay, I want to do that. And then you just go ahead and do it despite yeah. the fear you might feel. And also, I would say that... Um, Oh my God! What was I gonna say? I don't know, Ken. <laughs> You're asking uh, the wrong fellow. What a professional yeah, way. Bombing. I yeah, know, right? <laughs> right? I'm I'm dying out there. Someone sing me off. Um, I was gonna say it. It is a lot. It looks a lot harder than it is, and you learn a lot by watching bad comedians, and learn a lot as far as what not to do. That's why having yeah. those experiences are so useful. Yeah. Hey, from a hip hop standpoint, do you get that same educational experience watching bad rappers? Um, well, I mean, I definitely, I've seen like a lot of technical mistakes that people make. Like a friend of mine did like a performance and he like didn't know how to pull the mic off the stand and ended up like unplugging the mic from the cord. <laughs> That's so badass. Yeah. He's like, I don't even I don't even want to use this stupid thing. I don't need electricity. I don't need electricity. <laughs> I generate exactly. from within. So it's like, you know, or like I've seen a lot of hip hop shows where people, the music starts right away, but like it's not queued up correctly. So they have to be like, wait, hold up, hold up. I wasn't ready for it. Oh. And start all over again. Well, that's always looking, that, that always makes you look so cool. The first yeah. The track should be just like an instrumental. Gotcha. And then, like, it should really be your second track, so you have time to get ready. Exactly. In case there's this guy running the CD player, like, right that, no. it up. Yeah. That happens all yeah. the time. Yeah. Very cool. Now, um, there, you, I mean, there's so many things going on in your career, and, and it's almost hard yeah. to keep track of you. Um, thankfully, you have a lot of outlets to find you, but before I get into that long list of websites and places where you can be found, uh, mm -hmm. there's one little aspect of your career which is probably... Uh, unlike any other, uh, you are a Yaley, a yeah. graduate of Yale. And what was your major? Uh, it was half math and half computer science. So you you do have that geeky uh, 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 credibility to you, which has allowed totally. you I'm to. Not, I'm not faking it. <laughs> no, no, you have you got the goods. A Yale a Yale diploma and uh, uh, the math skills to back it up, and you you display that on something called math problems. What, what do you do with those? Yeah, what are those? Um, well, what I do is I... It started out 
Do you know Jen Desura? I, I know the name. Okay. She I'm, I'm just insulting myself by, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I first met her in around 2004 when I was performing one of my first comedy shows. It was Schaefer the Dark Lord's Dark Show. <laughs> and she was one of the acts. And uh, so we met back then. And we've stayed in touch over the years. And she hosts something called Chelsea Mind Games at Chelsea Marketplace, where every week she does a different thing, vocabulary bees and uh, team <laughs> trivia. And wow. one of the ones she does is a math competition. So she, she brought me on as the co-host, and I write half of the problems, and she writes the other half. And then I figured, why just do the math bee? I started making a Facebook group, <laughs> and then I created a Twitter. And now I actually videotape all my friends reciting math problems, and I even do, like, skits where I tell them really hard problems, and then they miraculously solve it, and then I get really angry at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's hoping that someday at the Source Awards, they put down their, their gats and stop punching each other long enough to do a nice, healthy math problem exactly. with you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Andrew Singer, so say the Elemental Wizard. You, uh, Where can people find you? Um, the music is available on iTunes, so just search for so say. S-O-C-E. Um, I'm on Twitter slash S-O-C-E. Uh, I'm on Facebook. My original profile, S-O-C-E number two, is filled up. But you can still add me as S-O-C-E-3. <laughs> My God. And, uh... You're a slut. <laughs> you are a slut, DJ. <laughs> Have you been tested for various social networking diseases? <laughs> Have you had gotten yourself hooked up to Norton? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I've always been a friend whore. I'm not ashamed to say that. Even in Friendster, I had, like, the the 500 friends that made your profile full so wow well keep it in up in MySpace I have like 40 or 50,000 but the problem is no one like uses MySpace anymore right that's right. true I'm so still like, there and I got remixes to track so, <laughs> so you have 40 or 50,000 48,000 of them are just that same girl that picture yeah. the same yes, girl yes. and her different names who says I really like your profile check out my pics yeah yeah, and I checked out her pics, and you know what? They were they were pretty awesome. Yeah, and for you, that's really a big, big compliment, right? Yeah, it was it was totally worth the uh, the you know the monthly fee. And <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, aka So Say, thanks for joining us. What's what's going on for the holidays with you? Um, I'm gonna go to Boston. Uh, my sister is about to have a baby. It'll be my the tenth niece and niece or nephew. So. Dear God. Well, Uncle Sose, congratulations, and uh, best of luck to you in 2010, and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Great. You're the man. Nice meeting you, Andrew. Great to meet you. That is Sose, the Elemental Wizard, a.k.a. Andrew Singer, and uh, we really appreciate him being on and as a guest or for being a guest on uh, our show, Andrew will be getting a gift pack of macaroons from MostlyMacaroons.com. They make really good macaroons. I don't have the copy in front of me. Nice, Dave. Yeah, nice. Anyway, you are listening to the commercials. Free podcast. Wait. Big commercial. Big uh, Christmas spectacular. Damn, dude. Can you tell us the end of the year? 
The commercials. TV and Ken. The magic of ice. We'll be right back. With an edge like matzo and cheese, there's no running away 'cause I'm locking the keys. You be safe enough in assuming I'm harmful. I'm slipping away in the. Um, Dwayne Reed drug. This is the right number. Uh, Dwayne Reed. Yes, this is John Mondin. I, I I have a complaint about your Christmas tinsel. I am I am just so angry. Well, hold on. Ah, I'm burning my hot pockets. Hold on. Ow! Shit! Ow! Hello? Oh, sorry. Um, listen, I, I'm so angry about your your Christmas tinsel that I, that I purchased from you. Um, first of all, it's not good. Okay, it's faulty. Um, and my cat ate it off the tree, and he's having trouble passing it. Come on, man, be green, okay? Your tinsel is not fiber rich, and I, I, I think it should be. Okay, wait, hold on for a second. Mom! Mom, I hurt my hot pockets! Do you, do you make me one? Mom! Thank you. Okay, um, okay, listen. This is what I think you should do to, to compensate me for the trouble that your, your Christmas tinsel has caused. Me and, and, and my cat, Oprah. Um, first of all, what I want is this. Somebody come in here and extract your evil tinsel from my cat. Um, two, you have to apologize to my mother, all right? And the third thing, you just don't worry about the money. Um, if you could just bring me a uh, of Natty Light and a Tiger Beat magazine, and that's all. October's Tiger Beat, not December. God help me if it's December. I know you still have one. Okay, uh, I'm looking forward to hear back from you. Mom! Back here on the commercials, Frank Podcast, the commercials.tv, and the magic of iTunes. This is our Christmas spectacular. If you couldn't tell by the. Yes, because an egg shaker always symbolizes <laughs> Christmas. It's the closest goddamn thing we had to bells. We'll put some bells in at some point. Uh, maybe maybe next year. I'm not doing post-production. The hell with your idea. Oh, okay. Well, no I have a limited, limited budget as far as post-production. We I, can afford we can afford a shaker. And that's all. And the shaker has to go in live. I'm glad that you have embraced the Christmas spirit with giving, <laughs> Kenneth. I'm the Ebenezer Scrooge of the post-production budget. Yeah, that is true. And I think uh, tonight you are going to be visited by the ghosts of production past, the ghosts of production present, and the ghosts of production no, future. No, no, It's the ghost of pre-production, then the ghost of production, oh, and then the ghost dude. of post-production. I sh- Dave, oh, that- your comedy chops. We have to have a conversation right now. I think I need some uh, intervention here. Yeah. yeah. Um, me and my friends have been talking, mm-hmm. our friends. And you're even your, I spoke to your wife a little bit. Yep. I don't want you to feel bad like we're going behind your back, but there's some things, there's some changes we think you should make. What's going on here? Well, Dave, um, I'll tell you what. We're going to go around the room and just um, we're going to talk about how your problem has affected all of us. And I actually, I wrote something out. Uh, Man, so. this is this is bull. No, dude, listen. This is about you. We wouldn't be here if we didn't care. All right. Okay. Just let me just let me read this. Just let me read this. Like these are some things you need to hear. There's some things you need to hear. Dear Dave, you are one of my closest friends. But since you stopped, oh, this is hard. But since you stopped, you stopped delivering comedy at its highest quality. I haven't been able to look you in the eye. I can't read this. 
Look, Dave, it's just like, you know, it's been, I can't take it anymore. It's so stressful. It's like, there's a bit, and then there's a punch, and then there's a button, and like, you pick the cheapest, cheapest punch there is, and like, that's not the way to go. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Am I making sense, dude? Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah, it's making a lot of sense. I mean, do you see what you're doing to me and yourself? No, forget about me. Forget about me. Forget about me. Just forget about me. What about you? I, I guess I just didn't see it. I guess, you know, I, I got so caught up in it, you are, know. Are you willing to get help? I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but are you willing to get help? I think I can do that. Okay. okay. We're going to be sending you for three weeks to the Paul Reiser School of Comedy Rehabilitation. And that's where you're going to get the help you need. It's not going to be easy. You know, first there's a kind of a stopover place where um, you just watch kind of Laurel and Hardy. They start you off slow, and then eventually you'll move into, you know, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully when you come back, there'll always be a place for you in the podcast. But right now, I'm going to have to cut you off because I don't, I don't, that's, that's not easy for me to do. I don't want to do that. But I feel like if I don't put my foot down, you're not going to get funnier. Look, I, I just want to say thanks, man. Yeah. The holidays can be so hard. They are hard, man. I know. I know. And scene. Awesome. There we go. That's a little thing we like to call the intervention for Dave <laughs> on the Commercials Free Podcast. Now, we have uh, a little one more segment. You know, uh, for someone that doesn't touch any stuff. Yeah. No drugs, no booze, no, no cigarettes. No. You really played the addict admirably. Well, I for think someone I'd like to with s- no experience, the, the no, not a lot of people know about the the addict first coming. Of course, I love watching A and E's intervention, which I know I've yes. been trying to get you. Yeah, watch. you've been trying to push that on me. It's the like same a pusher, like a pusher. Yeah, I want to get you addicted to it. So you go on the show, and it's like Dave Koenig, comedian. Intervention addict. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm addicted to interventions. <laughs> How do you solve that one? <laughs> Not with an intervention. No. Welcome to the circus, kid. Where all our jokes come from. Absolutely we, right. We like carnival style jokes. They're yeah. easy, they're cheap, and it's family friendly. Tin whistle. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Oh, you were talking you about. You play the addict admirably because. Thank you. Number one. You did the, oh, this is bullshit. What is this thing? Right, right. The feeling everyone's ganging up on you. Yes, yes. Which is, you know, what an addict always feels. Well, sure, you know? sure. But I, I do want to say this, and I, I said this to you out in the street before the show and not got to finish it. I'm glad we saved it for the, the TFCP. Yeah. There's two shows I like to watch on A&E. No, sorry. One's a biography, one's on A&E, and I hold them up against each other. Uh-huh. One is Intervention, yep. where it's about like crazy, like not just your run-of-the-mill addicts like heroin and coke. Right. I mean, people like who snort in, you know, blow cans and inhalants and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like, geez, like the huffers? Whole gamut. Yeah, yeah, the whole gamut. Pain medication. And then you have I Survived, which is a bio show. Uh-huh. And it's about people gone through a situation where... They get a giant hook stuck in their neck, and they should have been dead instantly. But they oh, I see, yeah, yeah. And they tell the story, right? Now, this is an interesting thing, and if anybody watches, you'll know exactly what I mean. If you watch Intervention, the men, whenever there's a the subject of that show is a man, uh-huh. I'm bored to tears. <laughs> Women are so interesting as addicts. 
I mean, they have so many more like mechanisms and, and, and complicated ways of, and they're so much slicker and cl- more clever. Yeah. Men, it's just like, it's just a guy in a hotel room like drinking himself till he falls asleep. Like, wow, yeah, this is really compelling entertainment. Right, right. But a woman is like incredible that show. Now, on the flip side, in that bio channel thing. Yeah. The men are far more interesting in those life and death situations than the women. Well, like, uh, like give an example of what a guy <sighs> I, would no, be. This is going to sound a bit misogynistic, maybe even sexist, but I, it's not how I intended. The man is giving a play-by-play like, then this happened, and then this happened. Right, right. The whole time in the I Survived thing, the woman immediately is crying before she even starts telling the story. Ah, uh, okay. Okay? Yeah. And then... Saying things that a guy would kind of be like, okay, that would be the easy part for me. You like know? what? Like, um, well, I, um, I had, I was walked out, and I had blood all over me, and I was in the street, and I was trying to get help. Like the last thing the guys are concerned about in that show is the fact that they are they have blood all over them. Oh, I see. They're just like, let's cut to the chase, you know. Um, no, I don't have any makeup with me. No, I didn't file my nails. You know, the women are kind of like, I, I w- wasn't able to use my blow dryer for three days. <laughs> no, this doesn't sound misogynistic no, at all. I'm joking and exaggerating, but it's hard to explain. But if you watch those two side by side in the in the intervention, women are so interesting and the guys are boring and vice versa in I Survived. So what if they made a show called I Survived, survived an intervention? intervention? Yeah, that would be a, I would watch that show. That sounds... You know, I have all often wanted to pretend to be addicted to a drug just because I want to see who would be at my intervention. You know, that's sort I of like, you know, that's who like, cares. The, that's probably the, 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 the logical, realistic version of wanting to know who'd show up at your funeral. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to fake death than to fake an addiction. No, what I'm saying, I mean, it's not it's not realistic to, you know, find out. I mean, it's not realistic oh, that you oh, will oh, ever oh, find oh. out unless you pull a Fonzie and right. pretend you're dead and have the funeral and then show up at the end and, and everybody's happy. Right. You know, I think, I think people would probably be uh, a little bit miffed if you led them to believe you were dead and then kind of just showed up and happy. Right. So that's not realistic. But it is realistic for you to try to pretend you're, like, addicted to smack. Right. Just to see who would try to get you off smack. But just as interesting to me is who would try to give you more smack. <laughs> I think that's probably as good you a know, question as any. That is something that I, I would want to know as well. Well, maybe people will start coming out of the woodwork like, hey, you do smack too? Yeah. Come yeah. to my house. We haven't talk, spoken in years. You know? How many of those people would say to themselves, hey, wow, if he's addicted to smack, he must have the money for it. <laughs> Then they're just interested in, you know, like, sponging. You know, there's, a, there's an old sociologist uh, that said, he said, there is no, uh, he called it pharmaceutical, but there's no drug uh, that addicted to that is, is uh, ever, should ever be prohibitively expensive to the everyman. If, Dave, you wanted to get fucked up on heroin right now and mm-hmm. you have $3 in change in your pocket, yeah. you can do it. There is really there, now there what, is a way to do there it. There is a way to do it. What what happens is this snowball effect. You might do it once a week and be like, yeah. Eventually, what happens after a couple of years, you're throwing down two grand a month on the stuff. Oh, it's oh, yeah. Yuck. Because opiates 
you build up the, the your human body builds up a very quick tolerance to the right. So you need more to get the same. So you need result. more and more and more. If a five year into a heroin user, if you took as much as they did, you'd be dead. Right. Like right. very quickly. So it's a. It's a snowball effect. So the the and I'm glad we're talking about this for the holiday season. Yeah, I know. I think it's, it's very, very Christmassy yes, yes. Uh, motif, yes. if you will. In if fact, if you're feeling bad on Christmas and you need to let it out, go to the corner, ask for a guy named Jimmy Clout. He'll give you the smack in capsules so it looks like herbal tea. But really, it's the stuff that'll get you fucked up. Now, won't you listen to me? We're fucked up on Christmas. We can't see you straight. We're fucked up on Christmas. It's better than masturbate. I know a friend, his name is Johnny, goes to my school. He likes to run around and be nobody's fool. But one day he got himself involved with some smack. Now he's in a rehab clinic eating knack of frack. If you see him on the street and you say hello, he will say, yo man, you got any blow it. Fucked up for Christmas, it's the best time of year. It's fucked up for Christmas, tell your mom and dad, oh dear. So if you want to do some lines, want to do some tracks, get yourself some Just did a main line and it's starting to snow. You are listening to the commercials free podcast at the commercials.tv and Ken. Hey yo, the, the magic of This is our Christmas spectacular, of course, and we are celebrating in the way only we can, which is rambling on about things like heroin and right. death. You exactly. Know, that's pretty much where we're at. And uh, we've already uh, had a great show so far. I loved it. Uh, we've got, we had a bunch of fun with Google Voice. We had uh, Andrew Singer, a.k.a. Sose, the Elemental Wizard, uh, a gay rap impresario, if I dare say. Uh, fascinating mm-hmm. stories from him. I liked him. Yeah, no, he's good. Uh, As a friend. No, well, you can like him whatever level you want, and, and, you and that's up to judge you. Me. I don't have no judgment in my okay. bones for any Hold of that. Hold on, really, really, and be totally straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, if, if I was gay, if I told you I was completely 100% gay, yeah. would it change our relationship? Probably not, no. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would change how you uh, expressed anything to me. What if I was attracted to you? Uh, would that make you uncomfortable? No, it wouldn't make me uncomfortable, but the, the, the attraction, uh, the, the unrequited thing, regardless if you were a man or a woman, yeah. if one person has an attraction for another, if, like, yeah. you ever, like, if you had fallen in love with me and I didn't mm-hmm. feel the same, yeah. I think that's what would cause discomfort. In and of itself, if you happen to be gay, I wouldn't care. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't affect me and it doesn't affect 
what we talk about or what we do. So. Well, that's perfect. That works out great because the only thing I'm gay for is Christmas. Hey, and that, I think, is a universal truism. We should all be gay for Christmas. We are gay for Christmas. That is exactly right. And uh, you know what else I'm gay for? What's that? Ask the experts. It is time. Cue it up, Harbor. Why don't you give me a question, baby? I will give you the answer to it. Why don't you give me what I want? Ask me a question. That's right, it's time for Ask the Experts, the final new Ask the Experts of 2009, Ken. It is the final of the next episode of the Commercial Free Podcast. It's the final episode of Ask the Experts. No, it's not the final episode of nor the season. of the season. Of course, this is our final uh, regular show of 2009. We're going to explain what happens next week and the week after as everybody enjoys these actual holidays we're talking about. Right. Um, but for now, we're going to go into our segment of the show called Ask the Experts. And these are as authentic as they come. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, what we do is uh, we ask you to give us a call, 347-829-PUNK, 347-829-7865, or email us at thecommercials.tv. Give us your questions. Ask it of either one of us, either Ken, myself, both of us, or neither will answer your question. And uh, you can hear the answer on the show. So, uh, Ken, our first uh, email sent to us, uh, from a very, very real person. All right, so Ken, what is the first uh, question <coughs> asked of us? Well, uh, the first question is from Virginia O'Hanlon. That's uh, 115 West 95th Street. That'll be right here in New York City. That's right, right yeah. here in the uh, good old big Apple. And yeah. she writes, Dear Ken, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say that there is no Santa Claus. Papa says if you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me a truth, or the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Let's, since we're since we're doing a stop anyway. Yeah. Make it if you see it in if you see it uh, if you hear it on the commercials free podcast. Oh oh, I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Okay. Yeah, that's the newspaper. Okay. The first question comes from Virginia O'Hanlon, uh, 115 West 95th Street. That's right here in New York City. It's right here in the Big Very Apple. Good. She writes, "Dear Ken, I am eight years old." Some of my little friends say that there's no Santa Claus. Papa says, if you see it or hear it on the Commercials Freight podcast, then it is so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? That's a good question, Virginia. No, it's a really good question. <clears throat> Ken, I think I'll take that one. Yeah, please I, do. I'd like to think that I have the Christmas spirit within me. Yeah, you've got it. And if there's anything we'd like to do is reassure people about... <coughs> Those core things that they believe in. Yes. And restore people's faith, like our friend who was a little upset about what he saw uh, on Christmas, thinking that he was seeing his father That's right. kiss his mom right. uh, dressed as Santa Claus. But, mm-hmm. but we just have... Uh, here's what we think, Virginia. Yes. Your little friends are wrong. They've been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. They do not believe except they see. They think that nothing can be which is not comprehensible by their little minds. All minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are little. 
In this great universe of ours, man is a mere insect, an ant in his intellect. As compared with the boundless world about him, as measured by the intelligence capable of grasping the whole of truth and knowledge. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and ken and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus? It would be as dreary as if there were no fun with Google Voice. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal light with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Not believe in Santa Claus. You might as well not believe in... Mostly macaroons. You might get your papa to hire men to watch in all the chimneys on Christmas Eve to catch Santa Claus, but even if they did not see Santa Claus coming down, what would that prove? Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in the world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Did you ever see Sosei, the elemental wizard, do a hardcore rap about sleeping with women? Of course not. But that's no proof that they are not there. Nobody can conceive or imagine all the wonders there are unseen and unseeable in the world. You may tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside, but there is a veil covering the unseen world which not the strongest man nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, podcasts, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernatural beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real, Aunt Virginia? In all this world, there is nothing else real and abiding. No Santa Claus. Thank God he lives, and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, ten times ten thousand years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. So, Virginia, I hope that answers your question. Is there a Santa Claus? I think so. You know what I say? What's that, Ben? <clears throat> Virginia, I know it's difficult being young. It's difficult being a girl in this world. It's difficult being a child. It's difficult being an adult. And there are things that we want to believe, that we need to believe, things that keep us waking up in the morning, going to sleep at night, giving us something to look forward to, to strive for, to think of, to love, to care for. But honestly, Virginia, in my experience, I've found that the only real thing in life that is a true constant is pain and suffering. Do you know that last week I was about 20 bucks short on my rent? My Russian landlord came up, beat the living piss out of me for three hours. When I said, please, I'll have the $20 for you in just a couple more days, it's the holidays, for God's sakes. He looked at me and said, holidays? 
This is the time where I beat the most for less money. So, Virginia, there's nothing really you could count on. Except, of course, getting some kind of venereal disease from a strange guy that tells you he loves you because he just wants to get in the old SAC with you, if you know what I mean. Also, Virginia, there'll always be people out there that are trying to hurt you. And they'll do it times when you least expect them to, like on the holidays. So my advice to you, Virginia, is to always remember that as horrible as things get, there's always a little place you can go. There's always a little station that you could raise your flag. There's always a battleground. You could drop your shells. And that's good old-fashioned whiskey, brandy, and light beer. After a couple of those, things don't seem so bad, and then suddenly you're asking yourself, God, life can't get any worse, but right now I don't care, because I'm toasted. And that, Virginia, that is where Santa Claus truly lives, in your heart and in your liver. And the jug with XXX on the label. So there you go, Virginia, age eight. That's your answer. Uh, I think we've given you a lot to think about. I think we've created a monster in this little girl. Well, I hope so. A monster of love. That's what I hope that we've created. And fear. And, well, maybe a little bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah, so that closes the uh, book on Ask the Experts for 2009. And, Ken, uh, you and I are going to enjoy the holidays with our families. We've got... It's uh, true. We're in the... We're, what we're, are you going to do, by the way, for the holidays? Well, I mean, uh, well, like I said earlier, we celebrate uh, Christmas and, and we recognize Hanukkah. Oh, so you the, still do this. This wasn't just a childhood thing. Well, I mean, we try to keep the spirit of these things alive. Uh, maybe don't literally light a menorah, but we think about lighting a menorah. And mm. I think that's... That, that little light bulb that's that goes off. That's where Santa off. Claus truly lives. That, that's where Sa- about Santa Claus heart. lives in the thoughts that we have of lighting the menorah that we're not going to light. Hmm. For me, that's where Santa yeah, Claus that's where lives. that's where Santa Claus exists. And then uh, we have uh, a plethora of family things. You know, my, my wife, Stephanie, she has her family uh, on Long Island, and we're going to spend time with them on Christmas Eve. We're going to stop in for my with my parents. Uh, we're going to be spending Christmas Day with my parents, uh, just a family get-together. Good we're thing. going to uh, then spend time with Stephanie's family, uh, who are further out on Long Island, and uh, just a lot of family. And that, I think to me, personally, that is the true meaning of this scene. And I'm being completely serious. We've done a lot of joking, and we've done a lot of parody, and we've done a lot of making light of things. But honestly, truthfully to me, the holidays are the embodiment of family. And if there's one thing I truly honestly believe in, it's the everlasting importance and meaning of family and the bonds that are created within a family and 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 within the circle of people who are truly the ones who support you in life and and this is the time of year to recognize that and think about that and remember all those good things that those people in your life give you throughout the year and uh, buy them a really nice gift mm. that's pretty much where I stand on the holidays and well, we, we, we pick Christmas and and for you Ken what what goes on for I you will be Familiarize yourself with the site. It's www.euros.com. Uh, www.euros.com. 
com. How do you spell that? Euros is e u r o s dot com. Okay. This is a uh, escort service. You could find men. You could find women. Oh, okay. And during this time of year, they're a lot less expensive than they normally are. Oh. So I'm going to find myself a nice little redhead, mm-hmm. hopefully from the Midwest. I don't like call girls that are born and raised in New York because they're too rough-edged. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to book one for a couple hours on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and um, see where it goes. And to me, that is the embodiment of the holidays is finding a woman uh, online that you pay to come over your house and have sex with Mm. and to me that's where Santa Claus lives he lives on Euros.com he lives in that girl I'm going to be paying to have sex with me and all around giving that gift of Christmas to myself is more than I could ever ask for sorry hold on a second No, dude. Yeah. That was beautiful, man. Thank, thank that you. That was, yeah. that was something else. Yeah, I did, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring the mood. Oh no, it didn't bring the no, yeah. no. It, 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 no, no. By, by no means did it make the mood somber. It, it Elevated. really truly opened up my heart mm. because I, I think, boy. I mean, you think you 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 have absolutely come to a final idea about what the human condition mm. will bring us. Right. But then something comes along. One person will say just a very simple plan for Christmas Eve and 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 really yeah. really uh, a very very pure innocent uh wish for a young man on Christmas Eve. Yes. Uh for for that simple thing to throw me into uh a new Realm of awareness yeah. about what happens in this world is a beautiful thing, and I think, I mean, I mean, of all the gifts in the world, can't 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 compare. That's true. To having your heart opened up to new ideas. That's true. That's and true. you know, she'll say things like, "You should be with your family on Christmas," and I say, "Sister, if I wanted your advice, I'd leave some extra money on the nightstand." Mm. And mm. that's it. That's beautiful. That's, it. that's beautiful. And what it happens is. Christmas Day? I it's a, usually some kind of bender. Oh, okay. Sometimes the hooker stays with me for no charge as long as I give her some drugs. Right. And right. Uh, you know, share a couple swigs out of that uh, jug with the three X's with the on three the three X's yeah. on it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, boy, that kind of reminds me of a an old song that <sighs> my family used to sing as we. Well, it's a surrounded song. ourselves around the hearth. It, it, it's a song about people. It's yeah, about it was a, it was a song from our neighborhood. Actually, it was it, it was very popular in our neighborhood. Yeah, um, that we would sing around this time of year, and it went a little something like, right. well, like this. Old acquaintance, be forgot. And never waves of grain for purple mountains, majesty above the fruited plains, America, America, God shed his. On thee, 
Sea. But what we really meant to sing was. Acquaintance be forgot and never brought to Awesome. That was so awesome. Where did America the Beautiful come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering if we're going to keep this part in the show. I think we should. Oh, God. What we really meant to sing was... <laughs> I thought we were going to go into a song about, you know, hookers on Christmas Eve. Oh, a song we used to sing as we, uh, you know, gathered around the hearth at the holidays. Yeah, no, it reminds me of one, too. Very specific. Yeah. Actually, we grew up in the same neighborhood, and I think this was kind of Ooh, a neighborhood favorite. Together. Yeah, yeah, we'd walk around the neighborhood and sing... A little this song, song yeah, yes. it's very, uh, very touching. And let me see if I can remember it now. Yeah, it goes something see. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. here okay. we go. Here we go. Yeah. I've got it. I'll start you off. Okay, go. If you're very lonely on the holidays, or if you've just got a stiffy that won't go away, oh baby, just. Call us or click on our website and we will come to you on Christmas Eve day. Whether you're into some weird fetish, you want to watch us eat our spinach, we'll do it. And we're reasonably, reasonably priced. And if you want us to stay until Christmas morning, well, we think that would be very, very nice because it's Christmas Eve spending with you. It's Christmas Eve, we'll do it through and through, yeah. Whether you're alone or with another person, we will take care of you. On Christmas, we will take care of you. On Christmas, we will take care of you. That's a beautiful song. My mom 
love that song. Yeah, yeah. It brought my dad to tears. Yeah, yeah. Because anytime you talk about Christmas and sexually serving someone and mm-hmm. taking care of them, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really what the holiday is is based on. I yeah, mean, exactly. that's really where it comes yeah. from. Speaking of the holidays, Ken and I are going to be, uh, as we say, we have our individual plans. And however, though, <coughs> though this is our our last uh, regular show of 2009. That's right. We're not leaving you high and dry. Not at all. No. What we have for you are two very, very special shows. Ken, what are those shows all We've about? We've got two Christmas shows that... Th- thanks for thanks for calling me in when I was distracted. I'm trying to get you to stop smoking in my own unique way. <laughs> so, Ken, what is these shows going to be all you remind about? Remind me of my Could fourth you, grade teacher. You know what this I'm is trying like? to get you to stop smoking in class. Yeah, yeah. That's open your math book. Yeah, it's about time because you were already by that point smoking for like three, four years <laughs> at least. Yeah. So, anyway, you know what this is like, by the way. What this is like, the Friday before. Uh, Christmas on a Monday. Yes. When you know... You're checked out. Yeah. Oh, totally. When you, have I smoked on the show before? Never. Never. You've never smoked never. on the it's show. It's like I'm totally in the spirit of phoning the rest of the job in. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's like we love this show. Right. I mean, this is this, is, this show is what keeps us going. <coughs> this yeah. show is like uh, uh, an engine that runs mm-hmm. both of us like this major battery right. that if for some reason the show should die would live on in perpetuity yes as an energy being right we're still checking out like we don't care exactly it's hilarious it's great and and the great thing about the next show is even more checked out it's the lost pieces of previous shows thrown together right. as whole shows and they will release on the two Mondays uh, after this one. Right, so this uh, show so you're is... going to be listening to this on a Monday or if you're lazy, you know, later in the week. But yeah, I mean, you can pick this up anytime you want, but right. the consecutive Mondays finishing out 2009 and actually in the beginning of 2010, the shows will be there. There will be new, fresh shows, but they're going to be special shows and that you are going to see behind the curtain behind... as it were. Behind the schemes. Yeah, yes. so you will actually find out the kind of goofiness <coughs> that goes on when we don't have the show actually live, right. so to speak. When we're taping, but we're not really paying attention to the fact that we're taping. Yeah, we just kind of goof around, so yeah. we figured you'd enjoy hearing some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Plus, it gives us a chance to get a little uh, break ski on the old uh, show ski. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously we have checked out for 2009. We are, I'm already asleep, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but I think we have time for one more number. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we always do. do. And you know what? Nothing ends the year on a proper note quite like uh, that old traditional and I believe in Yiddish it's called Bavrel Mutsov or as we say as as we say here in the US Old Lang Syne so Ken by the way do you know what Old Lang Syne means no I don't Ken it translates good long time oh very good it's it's a festive wish for everybody well Ken uh, I just want to say this has been a blast so far. 2009 has ended on an awesome note. What a great year. Yeah. And uh, I just look forward to all the shows we're going to be doing in 2010. Mm. And I want to thank each and every person who has taken time to listen to this show. Yes. Individually. Uh, our guests have been awesome. Our guests have been fantastic. And uh, we, we couldn't do it without support of a lot of people. 
behind the scenes here. Yeah, I know it seems like it's just Ken and I hanging out, but we have a crew of... It's a lot of people. There's about 50 people who work on this show throughout the week, and we want to make sure we recognize the hard work that goes on. We get the glory. That's right. But the people behind the scenes are the ones who really, really... There's Jimmy, our gaffer. Jimmy, our gaffer. Susan, the accountant. That's Susan, the accountant. She takes care of all the in, in, invoices and out voices. Yeah, Bill, the intern. Bill, the intern. Uh, you've got uh, Sean, the director. Yeah. There's uh, Jason, who is uh, who works on our uh, promotional stuff. Yep. Oh, there's uh, Steve H. Steve H. Who is the guy who does all of our clearances uh, with our music. Right. Um, the legal department, as the, it were. Yeah, legal department, I guess so you call that. And, uh, well, you know, this one goes out to every one of those people. Yeah, those think, we've uh, named and those we haven't named. I mean, it's, we're kind of checked out, so we kind of forgot a lot of these exactly. people. Yeah, if we did forget you. We uh, mean all of you. Yeah. Oh, Steve P. I don't want to. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's up, Steve? Yeah. He's always there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's guy, good. He yeah, runs he's the, the guy board. Who and, runs the board. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Good oh, looking out, Steve. Yeah. Sherry. Uh, Sherry. Oh. She's the one who uh, handles all of our copy so we don't lose out on things that we're supposed to be talking about. And, uh,. Oh. Well, here we go. Here we go. May all acquaintance be forgot and never brought to light. May all acquaintance be forgot and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy See you in 2010. Year. Yeah.